This is Red Road. I'm delighted uh, to have now, uh, she's becoming a regular guest on the show and she's always incredibly welcome. I'm talking about the one and only Els Bailey, who has recently picked up two awards from the UK Blues Federation. She was awarded Blues Album of the Year for her superb album, The Road I Called Home. We've played that regularly on the show. And also the high accolade of Blues Artist of the Year. For me, that's incredibly well-deserved and, and Els is absolutely fantastic. She's also released Help Somebody, uh, which is on uh, the album that won the award, The Road I Called Home, in support of the Heroes Charity. And there is a rather marvellous lyric video, which I really enjoyed <laughs> on YouTube for that. So do check that out. But after the interview, I'm talking about the wonderful Els Bailey, of course. Welcome back to the show, Els. Hello, how you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good. All, all good, good, all, all good. fine. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's all a bit surreal. Like, the awards show was done virtually. But yeah. it did mean that Bob Harris presented the uh, wrote, uh, the album of the year. And, like, my favourite band, Larkin Poe, presented Artist of the Year from oh. Nashville. So that was wow. pretty, pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know... It's uh, it's a uh, full of gratitude. So thanks yeah. to everyone who voted. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it is really well deserved, Els. I mean, the Road I Call Home is just a superb album from beginning to end. It really is, um, as indeed Wildfire was before it. You know, um, and I know that you you did make reference to that tricky second album, uh, which I mean, it's an interesting thing that I, I I'm not an artist myself. So what you know, when a lot of people say that, don't they? What what do what do they mean by that? The tricky second album. Well, I think it's like you have all the time in the world to do your debut album. There's no no pressure on you. But as soon as you drop the debut, suddenly everyone's like, what's next? What's next? And you're like, well, I've just spent five years working yeah. working on a debut. Like, what do you want from me? But um, <laughs> actually, I mean, Road I Call Home, it was it was it was really easy to write. Um, it was really hard to record, like the actual um, like the tracking of it was amazing. Um, I did some of it in Mono Valley Studios um, yeah. with my my UK touring band, and then I did some of it in Nashville uh, in Sound Emporium. Like those days were amazing. Wow. But when it actually came to do the vocals, like, I didn't really know the songs because they'd lived as voice notes, um, and oh. I was exhausted. I was so, I'd, I'd come off the back of a twenty date European tour, got straight to Nashville, done two days in the studio and then went straight into recording vocals and um everything is filmed and documented and you can literally see me going downhill oh, <laughs> as the else? days doing vocals and i was so broken at the end of it um and there's this one there's there's one song on the record foolish hearts and I, I have no idea where that vocal came from because I had I had nothing to give. And I think it's it's one of my favorite vocals yeah. on it. But like you can you can hear that I'm just about to break, I think. <laughs> but sometimes I think uh I mean if you if you think about Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, which of course was originally yeah. by the nine inch nails, I, I've mm. heard that version once, I never want to hear it again. Uh but, but Johnny <laughs> I Cash know, is, I love Johnny's Yeah, Johnny is amazing and it's the vulnerability in his voice. Yeah that actually yeah. makes it work for me personally. So sometimes I think it's all very well being your Michael Balls or your Alfie Bowes with your, with your absolutely pitch-perfect, powerful vocals. Mm. But sometimes I think 
that vulnerability in the voice, especially within sort of country blues, Americana music, really brings that extra emotion home. Exactly. And it's like music isn't, you know, it's it's often written when you're feeling vulnerable. Mm. It's when you're feeling exceedingly affected and um, and it's real. It's authentic. You know, it's it's. So, I th- you know, it doesn't, I don't think it matters. But, yeah, I've been revisiting a lot of the videos uh, recently. I, di- I, was, I just did a, an album listening party on Facebook last night, um, kind of in celebration of the award. Yeah. And Because uh, everything, everything for the record was filmed. And so, actually, I have music videos for every song. And uh, a lot of it is, like, backstage footage. And there's lots of, you know, meet the producers and meet the musicians and conversations with and that kind of stuff. So it's a really wonderful thing to do. But revisiting a lot of the backstage footage, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I was, I was a broken lady. <laughs> <laughs> and Nash- Nashville does nothing for allergies. Like, really? I mean, it's, yeah, you, you, you land there and you just turn into this fit of, hay fever spluttering oh dry scratchy vocal madness yeah it's 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 really really bad if you have allergies and most people do um yeah. it's that area of uh, of of tennessee is just known for 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 being bad and on your voice and stuff like that so, so antihistamines <laughs> by the plenty then Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, I mean, obviously you've won uh, two, uh, well, um, this, these are the latest two awards that you, you've won. Um, you are a multi-award winning artist. Um, I'm interested, Els, <laughs> how you would describe your music, because obviously this, this is the Country Music Showcase, and I personally feel that your music fits perfectly within that. And I know Bob's played it on the Blues Show. I know that Keris Matthews has played it on the Blues Show. Um, and I know Bob's got an awful lot of time for your music. But how how would you describe your music? I think, you know, it's authentic, emotional music. And that sounds a little, um, um, I was going to use a bad word then. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I don't write to be a blues artist. I don't write to be a country artist. Um, I'm very influenced by, uh, you know, American music, Southern American music, especially. I'm I'm really into sort of like Southern Gothic sounds. Yeah. Um, my voice is naturally always going to fall on the bluesy end of of country, but as long as I'm just writing like honest music, then then I'm happy. Um, I love guitar. I love slide guitar. Mm. That will make it fall into a southern sound again. Yeah. So, but yeah, it just sits. It sits in the Americana world. It sits in the country world. It sits in the blues world. And I've been really championed by those scenes as well, which is is amazing. And I'm very grateful to that. Um, so yeah, it's sort of. You know, I've got one foot in each camp, really. So. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because actually, I, I I don't know if you've heard any of them, but Charles Elizabeth and I have started a podcast uh, called "Ain't Going Down," which is essentially around country music with a p- particular focus on the UK element, but but, but yeah. not exclusively. And one of the things we discussed in the second episode was what is country music, and I mean, <laughs> we didn't ever decide. We we didn't come to any conclusions because I think I almost feel that. I know that when you would submit to iTunes and and, and Spotify, you've got Mm. to have a genre, but I almost think... 
if you look at artists, for example, Paul McCartney, obviously best known for, for the Beatles and then his solo work and then Wings and what have you, but he's also yeah. written symphonies. So does that suddenly make him a classical composer and not mm -hmm. a rock and roll star? You know, in other words, I think we're too keen to pigeonhole people. And if it's just good music, does it matter where it comes from or where it's supposed to sit? Yeah, I think we live in a world that likes to pigeonhole, mm. to classify, to make sense of something. Um, and th that isn't isn't necessarily right. It's just the world that we have grown up in. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel proud to be part of a movement that is breaking down genre, genre yeah. barriers and and, you know, maybe sort of defining different ones so uh yeah yeah it's, it's exciting it is and i think at the end of the day i mean obviously it's called the country music showcase i don't believe everything <laughs> that i play is per se down the country route but if the artist comes to me and says i'm, I'm I've, I've got country influences and it's good music i've just taken the attitude that i'm going to play it because at the end of the day i mean if it's rap if it's clearly rap then that isn't going to get played but do you know what i mean if that if it's got that sort of rootsy americanery country vibe then i think it's going to get played because it's good music and it and it deserves to be heard. Uh, mm. Going going forward, Els, I mean, I know, uh, was it Germany you were supposed to be touring? Is that right? When we spoke last time? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Actually, I was I was meant to be back in Germany again in May. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, and now we're in the festival season or cancelled festival yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, I know. So what what is happening going forward? Currently, I'm mourning the loss of 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 music, really, in the music scene that we knew. Um, yeah. That sounds really depressing, but you know, it's um, it, it's it's the landscape is looking very different. I, I mean, I have a tour booked in at the end of the year. Um, I hope and pray that will happen. Yeah. Um, if not, it will be rescheduled again. It's already been rescheduled once. I know. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking at 2021 and whatever excitement that brings. Um, it's looking busy. Like, you know, if it all happens, it's going to be busy, <laughs> uh, which is which is which is great. So, you know, would you, it? I think it's you've got to have a plan A, you've got to have a plan B and you've got to have a plan C right now. And um, you've got to mentally prepare yourself for plan C, mm. but hope that plan A comes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it they say? Um, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst or something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> again, sounds so depressing, doesn't I know, it? But, you know, I, know. I, have, I have my health, I have my happiness. And um, I think, you know, we, we just have to hold on to the silver linings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about uh, writing? Are, are you writing at the minute? Are you finding that this time is helping you write or is it actually having the opposite effect and hindering you? I think, um, so I, I came I, I came into Corona on the back of a tour and mm. I was running a million miles an hour and I'd had spent two months of the year writing. I'd written about 20 songs in January and February and, and I was preparing for tour and um, feeling quite creatively spent. And then obviously Corona happened and suddenly we had to, you know, learn how to stream and 
get head around the tech and sort of engineering myself and I've done a lot of collaborations so I've had to sort of record myself live and and that kind of stuff obviously a lot of streaming and all of that didn't leave any time for writing really Mm, mm. um but thinking about it and uh, and just thinking about what the the landscape of the world looks like now like people are going to be talking about this time for a long time and I feel that actually as artists we have a duty to document this time oh yeah well yeah that's a good point do you understand in in some weird way like you know it's it's a time in my life where I could be writing a song and Taylor Swift is writing about exactly the same thing Mm, mm, (laughs) you know it's 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 quite and a sort of weird crazy headspace um so in the last few weeks i have started to write so um i i haven't finished anything but i have started something and i don't like unfinished business so um, <laughs> i will be finishing them well that's good that's good to hear um i mean just thinking out loud really about everything i mean I heard the other day that somebody said, you know, pandemics, epidemics can just disappear almost overnight. And I think that's what I'm holding on to, that, you know, <laughs> that does happen. And, and yeah. that, you know, because, I mean, 2020 had such promise for so many artists. I was talking to Peter Donegan the other day, and he should have opened for Darius Rucker just last week. Oh, um, and, oh you know, I love Peter. Yeah, and he, oh, he's, he's such a fantastic artist and a great guy as well. He really is. So yeah. it's, there's so much promise, and, and yet it's all just gone. <laughs> I think, yes, there is a lot of loss, and there is a lot of, uh, of grief for the music scene as we know it. Um, I think as artists, as creatives, as innovators, we have to find different avenues mm. to make this work. Um, and there are avenues like people still want music like it is workable um, and we just have to not think I can't do this because it's like okay that's not going to work but let's try this yeah I yeah. think you know that's the way to look at things I'm counseling myself right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. if you realize that I'm, I'm I'm talking as much to myself as I am to everyone else yeah well so, I always find um, that you make more sense when you talk to yourself anyway you know yeah you always get the answer I make you more want sense as when well I talk to the dog as <laughs> yeah well. yeah well exactly I mean that's the thing Sasha's been my dog has been absolutely uh essential for me during this period because you know obviously mm. having having a friend and 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 a purpose to go out yeah. and walk and what have you it's been uh it's been absolutely yeah. wonderful yeah uh well thanks ever so much for joining us Els. uh as I say absolutely love the lyric video I just want to touch on that before we close um I, I, did you create that or, or was that just a brief that you gave or do do you know what that was um a company that reached out to me i think maybe january february time um called surge hq total you know they went in blind they'd never heard of them nothing and i was a bit skeptical kind of at the beginning like when someone sort of just reaches out cold essentially um i didn't think anything of it until it was my dad who turned around and was like else help somebody although it wasn't written mm. in this time it is really 
sounds like it's of this time I think you need to release it and I was a bit like well um it's kind of already released dad it's on a record you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. like yada 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 and then um I just reached out to these guys and I said guys I've got this song like what can you do and they came back with that and I was like flipping heck it's, so yeah. I'd recommend any artists out there who want a lyric video Serge HQ absolutely amazing yeah it is a superb lyric video it really really is um, very very enjoyable and, and so well done with the lyrics as well you know so you've got the lyrics but then the, the caricatures they've got as well yeah it's amazing, isn't it? It's yeah, really amazing. It really is. And I love the the bit where the lyrics like hug somebody, but and they've just got this sign that pops up that says, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh you're on all socials, we know that. Uh so you can just search for Els Bailey and yeah. you will find you. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's the same on YouTube. Yeah. But you've got all the links all over the shop and there's your website as well. Yeah, if you go to the website, you'll find everything you need there and it will send you in the direction that you want to go. Exactly. And uh, I implore everybody to explore that lyric video because it's just, it's a great song. I remember you saying it's one of, it's it's one that goes down really well live as well. Mm, um, yeah. And in fact, you said you, I, I'll never forget, you said you felt you hadn't really finished it when you wrote it and you felt, yeah. it was, and then, then performing it live sort of gave it a new a new um a new lease of life if you like um, i think so yeah it was just it, like i like to write very um with lots of sort of similes and uh, characters and stuff like that and help somebody is is quite sort of blunt and in your face and mm. i always felt like it almost wasn't pretty enough but actually i think the song doesn't need that no. it needs to be quite in your face. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's a great song, and I cannot wait to see you perform live, Els. I'm so hoping to get to see you this year. And fingers crossed we still will, you know, back end of this year. Yeah. Fingers tightly crossed. Where uh, are you based, Simon? I'm in uh, Sheffield, Chesterfield, sort of South Yorkshire. Oh, yeah, I was meant to be playing Greystones in November. I know, I know. Well, fingers crossed. You will. There we go. Uh, yeah. It's a great venue, Woo-hoo. that as well. I love it. Yeah, yeah so it's a nice. great little venue. Well, thanks ever so much for joining me, Els. Uh, it's always a joy to speak to you. Um, take care of yourself. Stay safe. And um, we'll catch up again soon, I'm sure. Brilliant. Thanks, love. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Music is life. This is Red Road.